0: He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, on Him I lean and rely, and in Him I confidently trust. For then He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. So no deadly pestilence will be close to you. Then he will cover you with his pinions, that's feathers. And under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. So no more nightmares. Nor of the arrow, the evil plots and the slanders of the wicked that flies by day nor for the pestilence that stalks in darkness so people shouldn't even be afraid of hiv It's a a radical thing to say but god will save you okay so you're watching by tv if you have hiv god will heal you nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not Come near you. Only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the serpent shall you trample under foot. Now God speaks. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he knows and understands my name. We'll speak about that. Has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness. Trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer on, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. God will honor you. With long life will I satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff, people going around telling you that, you know, if you don't honor God or honor some people who are higher in rank or whatever, then, um, you're, then God is grieved or whatever. Okay, no, no. God says He will honor you. Why? Because you know and understand His name. So what is His name about? has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him, no never. Okay. So understanding who Jesus is will take you right into dwelling in the secret place and finding refuge. Okay. So let's just go to Exodus 33 and 34, verse 14. And the Lord said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to the Lord, If your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. So I just want to say, if we don't have the presence of God, what are we doing? All the courses, all the steps, <laughs> everything that people teach, to get people somewhere, if, the presence, if your presence does not go with me, do not carry us up from here. Okay, so if the presence is not there, everything people do is completely in vain. Okay. For by what shall it be known that I, your people, have found favor in your sight? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinguished, I and your people, from all the other people upon the face of the, the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have asked. For you have found favor, loving kindness, and mercy in my sight. Okay, remember Psalm 91. And I know you personally, and by name. And Moses said, I beseech you, show me your glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, before you. For I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness. Show me your glory. I will make my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord. Okay? Before you. For I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy and loving kindness on whom I will show mercy and loving kindness. Okay, so God's name and knowing Him is all about understanding mercy, loving kindness, and grace. If we understand who He is, we can find refuge, we can find trust, we can find rest. His presence will be with us, our lives will be in the secret place. Exodus 34 verse 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth, keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Now we know that's in the Lord. Okay? So now, there's a a few things we need to read. Okay. In the law, there was a few rituals that people had to to follow. They had to bring sacrifices. Okay. But God revealed His name as, He will forgive. He is merciful, full of loving kindness. But the guilty, He will by no means clear the guilty. Okay. So, what kind of of a contradiction is that? He's speaking of two approaches, two covenants. The one comes realizing He is the Lord, the Lord, merciful, full of loving kindness, forgiver of sins and iniquities. So, if you need forgiveness, you're guilty. (laughs) Do you get it? (laughs) He just said He forgives. Okay? So, there are two ways of approaching God. The one is by sacrifice. The one is by mercy. Okay. One is by sacrifice. One is by mercy. Matthew 12. Now, Jesus is speaking, again, to the Pharisees, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Jews, the legalistic crowd, who come with law and stuff. Okay? And stuff. <laughs> Right, so let's read the whole thing, verse, verse 1. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were, were hungered and began to pluck the ears of the corn and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy, thy, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. Okay, so here we go again. Pharisees, Jesus, Sabbath day. <laughs> and a few miracles, okay? Okay. <laughs> Right, But he said unto them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered and they that were with him? How he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place, is one greater than the temple. But if, you had known what, uh, but if you had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath day. Okay. Jesus says, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have, you know, I will be merciful unto whom I will be merciful. In Exodus 33, he says, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. All right, so what does this have to do with the secret place? Absolutely everything. If you don't understand the name of Christ, if you don't understand who he is, you will not be there. You will not enter in because you will try to come with sacrifice. And he said, I will have mercy on you. I will not have your sacrifice. Okay. Okay. So go to. <laughs> yeah, let's go down dance the screen. Okay. Hebrews. Hebrews 10, verse 5. Now listen to this. <laughs> Hence, when he, Christ, entered into the world, he said sacrifices and offerings you have not desired but instead you have made ready a body for me to offer in burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no delight then i said behold here i am coming to do your will what is that will to offer his body O god to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book When he said, just before you have neither desired nor have you taken delight in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, all of which are offered according to the law. He then went on to say, behold, here I am coming to do your will. Thus he does away with and annuls the first former order as a means of expiating sin so that he might inaugurate and establish the second latter order. And in accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy consecrated sanctified through the offering made once for all of the body of Jesus Christ God does not want sacrifice God desires to give mercy when you come to God do not offer sacrifice receive mercy then you will enter in, and find rest, Moses. <laughs> then you will enter in and find rest. Moses knew his name. God said, "I knew you. I knew you by name. I knew your kisethar." God said to Moses, "I I know you by name." So God spoke to him face to face. Okay. And he said, This is my name. The Lord, gracious, compassionate, slow to anger, rich in love, who forgives the iniquities of his people. Okay. Right? So there are two ways of approaching God. One, you try to atone for your sin by trying to bring sacrifice, trying to bargain with God. The other is, You just come and receive mercy. Okay? The one is, you understand his name. The other, you have no clue who he is. The one is, God says about you, I will set him on high and I will honor him because he knows and understands my name. The other one, I never knew you. The secret place means it is secret, not revealed. It is unseen, not seen. Okay. What has the law covered up? The grace, the mercy, the loving kindness. What has the law shown? Wrath. Anger. Okay. So 2 Corinthians 3 says, Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies upon their hearts and minds. So when you read the law, there's a covering, and you cannot see who Jesus really is. So his goodness and his mercy remains a mystery to you. Then it says, But when a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. Now this is, the Lord is the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Then it says, verse 18, And we behold Him as with unveiled face, we behold the glory of the Lord. And we are changed into the very same image. From glory to glory. The old glory, which is Moses, which is darkness, To glory, which is the glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Okay. Show me your glory. I will make my goodness pass before you. Lord, show me your intimacy. Show me your secret place. Show me your heart. Let me know your love. Let me know your, your person. Let me know your presence. I will show you my goodness, I will show you my mercy. And my loving kindness. He didn't say, I will show you what sacrifices you must bring." You want to know God, the presence of God? Believe He's good. Okay? You want to never experience God? Come with sacrifice. (laughs) God does not desire sacrifices. (laughs) What a shocker. In Christ. There's a place in Christ the secret place the secret place of the most high is in Christ where is Christ in you Okay, the secret place of the most high is a place in Christ where is Christ in you So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Okay. In the temple, there was an outer court, a holy place, a veil, a holy of holies. And in the holy of holies, There was the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was a wooden box made of acacia wood covered with beaten gold. And on top of the box which contained the law of Moses, the stone tablets, the rod of Aaron that budded, the pot of manna. All in there. On top of it, there was something called the mercy seat. Okay? On top of the mercy seat and under the shadows, the shadow of the wings of the cherubim was the glory. God said, there, I will meet intimately with you. Where? Upon the mercy seat. Under the mercy seat, law. Death. If you open that box, you die. Not just to die, to die. (laughs) Okay. Mercy seat. So Jesus went into the true Holy of Holies with His own blood and offered his own blood on the true mercy seat on the throne of grace under the shadow of the almighty under the wings of the cherubs when we try to come in through the ritual the sacrifices prescribed by the law we will never enter into the real true holy of our we may enter into a physical temple with physical furniture, physical rituals. Ay, 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 ay. Hebrews 9, verse 24: For Christ has not entered into a sanctuary made with human hands, only a copy or a pattern or a type of the true one, but He has entered into heaven itself. Now to appear in the very presence of God. ...on our behalf, nor did he enter into the heavenly sanctuary to offer himself regularly again and again, ...as the high priest enters the Holy of Holies every year with blood not his own. For then would he, have, he often have had to suffer over and over again since the foundation of the world. But as it now is, he has once for all at the consummation and close of the ages appeared to put, and, to put away and abolish sin by his sacrifice of himself Okay, Jesus sacrificed himself thereby he put away once for all all sin put it aside if you now recognize your own sin and try to come with your own sacrifice you stand up against what he did he said sacrifices and offerings I have not desired but you have prepared a body for me to offer Okay, so if I look at the body that was offered, I see this is who he is, the Lord, merciful, gracious, slow to anger, rich enough. This is who he is. He will forgive all my iniquities. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless the Lord. O my soul, forget not one of all his benefits, who forgives every one of all my iniquities, who heals each one of all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and corruption, who beautifies, dignifies, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth, your necessity, desire, your personal age and situation, with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagle's, the Lord executes righteousness and justice, not only for me, but for all who are oppressed. Okay, He made known His ways of righteousness to Moses, His acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy and loving kindness. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us go back to Hebrews 10 if, if he has removed your transgression from you why would you bring a sacrifice if he has removed transgression from you it's a good thing to receive this mercy <laughs> that is now offered to you Hebrews 10 verse 15 and also the Holy Spirit adds his testimony to us in confirmation of this for having said this is the agreement that I will set up and conclude with them after those days says Lord I will imprint my laws upon their hearts and I will inscribe them on their minds he then goes on to say and their sins and their law-breaking I will remember no more now where there is absolute remission, forgiveness, and cancellation of the penalty of these sins and lawbreaking, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. Therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies, so if you understand mercy, by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus, By this fresh new and living way which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is through his flesh. And since we have such a great and wonderful and noble priest who rules over the the house of God, let us all come forward and draw near with true, honest, sincere hearts and unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith having our hearts sprinkled and purified from a guilty evil conscience and our bodies cleansed with pure water. You don't become clean to qualify to enter. You enter to be cleaned. Because the way has been opened for you stop sacrificing stop trying stop thinking there is something between you and God that you need to get out of the way stop acknowledging things in your mind between you and God what more must He do to be? there is nothing between you and Him, He said we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies so we go in there the valley storm when Jesus was crucified I think it's Mark chapter 15 says it nicely from top to bottom he just went in we, we can just go in go to that mercy seat that throne of grace under the shadow of the wings and enter into glory And experience His presence. And know Him. His mercy. His kindness. His love. By this the Holy Spirit points out. That the way into the true Holy of Holies is not yet thrown open. As long as the former tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. If you come with sacrifices you can't come in. will by no means clear the guilty do you get it? but who is he? merciful how can a merciful guy not clear the guilty? makes no sense two different groups the one wants nothing to do with him they want to justify themselves apart from Him, by the works of the law, through sacrifice. They have no experience of Him. They have no will to know Him. They don't want to draw near to Him. They have their rituals, their seven steps. They have their laws, their sacrifices. They have their little system, their little kingdom going. If we approach God like that, And then, you know, people, those kingdoms, the the authority is hard. It's not merciful. It's like, you must listen to me. No, you know, true authority operates in love. True authority says, please, thank you. Okay? If there's relationship, someone is truly called of God, who walks in spiritual authority, says please and thank you there's relationship, there's love you'll do anything for such a person there are others that come by force you must listen to me no why should I listen to someone who doesn't know who Jesus is By what authority is he saying that? By maybe the authority of the law. But definitely not through the experience of the glory of God and the presence of Jesus. Not through relationship. Okay? Shouting on people attending their churches to submit, they are in rebellion. By this the Holy Holy Spirit points out that the way into the true Holy of Holies is not yet thrown open as long as the former tabernacle remains a recognized institution and is still standing. Seeing that that first outer portion of the tabernacle was a parable, a visible symbol, or a type or picture of the present age. Okay, it was a visible representation of the invisible. To them. It was a mystery but it was a visible representation a parable which they did not understand okay so if we now embrace the shadow okay say someone comes in and you go greet the shadow this is ridiculous it's, it's completely different when you realize There's a person connected to that shadow. And you go greet the person. The blood of goats and bulls is unable to cleanse the conscience of the worshiper. The sacrifices that you think you must bring according to all the courses you've done is unable to achieve that which you desire. So it's just a royal waste of time. This it's totally in vain. Totally, totally, totally in vain. We are speaking about the reality of the living God. We are not speaking about some guy with some nice teaching somewhere. We're talking about The reality of the living Christ who came to make His dwelling place inside you. Okay. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, You believe in the Father, believe also in me. Then He says, In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Mm -hmm. Oh, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow okay let's just go to john 15 that dwelling places is, is not your golden house in heaven on streets of gold you know, you don't have the bible says street one street it doesn't say streets and it doesn't speak of a physical city in heaven it speaks of the church zion who is the city it's the church It's you he's speaking about, not your house in heaven. Okay, John 15. He's speaking of a place of fellowship with Christ in which we can dwell. A place of experience of His mercy, His loving kindness, His goodness. A place where you are submerged in His goodness and you experience no evil. Because you are under the wings. Okay, John 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, He cuts away and trims off and takes away. That word there, in the original, does not mean cut away. The word means to bind it up, to lift it up. In other words, there's a branch that ha- that hangs on the ground and it's not bearing fruit. And then they come with a with a little rope and they bind it and they lift it up so that it can be a fruit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it says, okay? <laughs> and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. You are cleansed and pruned already. So relax. Because of the word which I have given you. What cleanses you? The washing of the water by the word. Okay, we're not going to go into that. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Okay. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Okay. Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Where is He? Is in you. How difficult is it to dwell in Him? Not very. Okay. Dwell in Me, and I will dwell in you. Live in Me, and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in Me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in Me and I in Him bears much fruit. However, apart from me, you can do nothing. Galatians 5. It all speaks of a life in fellowship with Christ, a life in the secret place. Verse 16. But I say walk and live habitually in the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's speaking of a place. He's not speaking of you trying to be religious. Okay, I'm not saying try to be in the Spirit. <laughs> I'm saying into the secret place. I'm not saying try to be in the Spirit. Here's a way that you can definitely not be in the Spirit. Try to be in the Spirit. <laughs> but here's a way in which you can be in the Spirit all the time. You have been cleansed already by the Word that uh, has that been, been given to you. Abide in me and I will abide in you. Who is speaking in John? Remember? John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. Yeah. He is the Word. Abide in the Word. Let the Word abide in you. It's so simple. Colossians 3.16. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Okay. Walk in the Spirit. Live habitually in the Spirit. Responsive to controlled and guided by the spirit then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh okay the church have it backwards they say do not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh then you will be walking in the spirit no 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 he says walk in the spirit then Okay, for the desires of the flesh are opposed to the Holy Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. Thank God, because now I can just yield to the Holy Spirit. He opposes the evil desires in me. Okay, they are antagonistic to each other, etc. Say that you are not free, but prevented from doing what you desire to do. Romans 7. Oh, wretched man that I am. (laughs) He says, the thing that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, I just keep on doing. Who will save me from the body of death? Oh, thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. 8 verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay. But if you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Okay. If you are guided and led by the Holy Spirit you are not subject to the law. In other words, if you honor the mercy, the sacrifice of Jesus, by believing it, if you realize how good He is, if you just say, I believe, He's that good. He comes and He dwells in you. Okay? He then leads you. If the Holy Spirit leads you, you are not subject under the law you don't have to bring a sacrifice you have mercy okay now the doings not the beings the doings of the flesh (laughs) are clear they are immorality impurity indecency etc all kinds of terrible things but the fruit so it's not the fruit of the flesh it's the doings of the flesh now the spirit comes you abide in him he abides in you. Mm. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Okay. Now he says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes, is love, joy, peace, patience. Okay, patience is the fruit of the Spirit. Patience is not the product of you suffering. Patience is not a product of you being stuck in traffic for six months patience is the fruit of the spirit and even temper forbearance kindness goodness benevolence faithfulness gentleness meekness humility self-control self-restraint continence okay fruit of the spirit so what do you need to do do you need to try and get these things in your life or do you just need to abide in the vine just enter in how do i enter in by the blood of jesus in this fresh new and living way to the true holy of holies into the presence you don't need everything you pray for you need christ if you have christ you have everything you need inside him okay gentleness you read that gentleness meekness self-control against such things there is no law okay you get law you get grace grace is by the spirit so I want to say you get law and you get spirit where the spirit is there is grace where grace is there is the spirit you can't have spirit is grace the power of the Holy Spirit is grace okay law wrath it's hard it all depends on you it's death spirit life the spirit speaks of the blood of jesus the law written engraved on stone speaks about what you must do To try and break through into His presence. Okay. The Spirit is a person and He speaks. In the law it is written what you must do. But the Spirit speaks of the blood of Jesus. If you live in relationship with the Spirit, you will know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, temperance, benevolence, self-control. Then there will be no law that speaks to you. There will be no law in your mind, in your heart. Only the law of life, which is the spirit. I will write my law on their hearts and minds. Write it in their inmost thoughts. That's the law of the spirit of life. You can you can take it th- all through the Gospels. Jesus Christ was the Word made flesh. Everywhere he went everywhere he went your sins are forgiven rise up and walk who did he rebuke the Pharisees (laughs) okay Jesus said in John chapter 8 to the Pharisees he said you are of your father the devil because my word has no entrance in you and you do the lusts of your father he was a murderer from the beginning and that is why you are trying to kill me. Yeah. So So what does the law do? Yeah. The law kills you. Okay. So if the law abides in your heart, if the law is, you know, that stone written tablet thing is in your heart. What comes out of your mouth? Judgment. Yes. You speak things of death towards people. Like I wish that guy would just die. Or, people say stuff like that. Or, or or things like, you know, God is going to get you. Or, people even pray, God, I pray that you kill that guy. Really, people pray stuff like that. People, people pray, God must reveal His wrath and kill all the sinners. No, 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 no. He sent us to preach to the sinners. Okay. People, will never experience the hidden presence, life, glory of God. They will never enter the secret place if they never hear of the mercy of Jesus Christ. When you pray, do not heap up phrases, multiply words, repeating the same ones over and over, as the Gentiles do. That's verse 7, sorry. For they think they will be heard for their much speaking. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Okay? Verse 6, before it. When you pray, go into your most private room. Closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. (laughs) You don't go with rituals and sacrifice. Where is He? In you. So you go into that room inside you. And you close the door. You shut everything out. And you speak to your Father who is in secret. The unseen God. And he who is unseen will he sees in secret and he will reward you in the open. How? By showing himself through you. Becoming visible in and through you. You are the sanctuary. You are the temple. You are the Holy of Holies in the earth today. Your body is a temple. So in your heart, in your innermost, enter in. Let Him be in you, but you must be in Him. He comes into you, you become a temple. But inside you, in your soul, in your innermost, Go into Him. Go into the secret place, into that place where you find rest, where you find mercy, where you find His loving kindness. Stay there. Let that be the influence of your heart. Okay? (laughs) And then your Father is in secret will reward you in the open. Colossians 3. Verse 3, as far as you are, the world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. But verse 4 said, but when Christ will appear, you will appear with Him in the splendor of His glory. So where is His glory? In the secret place. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. <laughs> okay. Just quickly page to Romans 6, verse 14. For sin shall not any longer exert dominion over you, since now you are not under law as slaves, but under grace. Yes. Romans 3, verse 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law. That's not you. For no person will be justified in his sight by observing the works prescribed by the law. For the real function of the law is to make men recognize and be conscious of sin. Okay? But now the righteousness of God has been revealed independently and altogether apart from the law. Although actually it is attested by the law and the prophets. Namely, the righteousness of God which comes by believing with personal trust and confident reliance on Jesus Christ. And it is meant for all who believe. For there is no distinction Since all have sinned and are falling short of the the honor and glory which God bestows and receives, all are justified. Okay, verse 23 in the the King James says, For all have sinned and come come short of the glory of God. So they try to enter in, but they never reach it. They never get beyond the veil. They never get on top of the mercy seat under the shadow. They never get there where the glory is. Why? Because they come with sacrifice. Okay. Verse 24. All are justified and made upright and in right standing with God freely, gratuitously, by His grace, His unmerited favor and mercy, through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. Verse 25. Whom God put forward before the eyes of all as a mercy seat and propitiation by His blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation to be received through faith. This was to to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation. But one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. The throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners. That we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need. Appropriate help. And well-timed help coming just when we need it. So we draw to the throne of grace. We can come boldly to the Holy of Holies through this new living way which He initiated, opened, dedicated through His blood. Through the separating curtain that is His flesh. We just go. We just go in there and we receive His mercy, and we go sit on top of the mercy seat, under the shadow of the wings, inside His presence, in His glory. Okay, that is where you sit. That is the throne from which you reign. That is receiving grace. Okay, the one I always quote, Romans 5.17, those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign as kings in life. So, from where? From the throne of grace. On top of the mercy seat. (laughs) Okay. James chapter 2 says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. The mercy seat was on top of the box with the law. The mercy seat was solid gold, not beaten gold on the wood. Solid gold. That's where the blood was offered. Mercy triumphs over judgment.